Welcome to the podcast. If you're on TikTok, welcome. This is going to be a very quick announcement about the page and about what I'm going to be doing with it and the changes that I'm going to be making um, because there's going to be some pretty significant ones since uh, there's been some evidence, some things, I guess you should say in my life and all of our lives actually, that have made me want to redesign my entire content strategy for this for this, um, for this business. Um, everything from the Facebook page, which I'm gonna use more for the sake of engaging the community, and reaching out to pages and reaching out to the, to the people that follow me and people that, that haven't followed me yet, but that are, you know, hopefully in the future will be building that community and having bigger and more valuable conversations with people. Uh, I'm gonna be using the Facebook page to do that still but the change is going to be from the hear me out podcast to the dimensions of reality which all started on tiktok actually um on tiktok i uh i realized that there is a really big you know um desire for people to want to engage with content that has to do with uaps or ufos alien sexual terrestrials the illuminati conspiracies um all that interesting stuff that the paranormal it's a pretty big thing and honestly i've been interested in all those things for forever i mean most of us have had an experience that has made us want to kind of investigate that that even if it's just to dabble in it here and there or watch a video and say oh wow that's interesting and and um really uh kind of spark your imagination in that direction so i will be using the facebook page still um for that outreach to the community and to kind of put some content out there some from the TikTok, which is where I'm going to focus heavily on from now on, but some also from the podcast. So stay tuned for that. Um, the other change, of course, is with the podcast. Now, the podcast was originally made for the sake of presenting ideas about the future of technology or the possibilities of technology of the future that could change civilization as we know it. Um, I was heavily and still am heavily invested in the idea that the the um, zeitgeist movement and the venus project has put out there about this resource-based economy that completely redesigns the way that civilization is structured and uses technology to kind of govern um how how we live our lives um on a small scale to how we use you know manage our resources on a much larger on a global scale and um they have a lot of interesting ideas but I th even though i'm still going to bring that stuff in a little bit from time to time that's not going to be the main focus anymore um, it's going to be focused mostly on the uap phenomena um, and the extraterrestrial phenomena as well as the um, paranormal um, and everything that that entails um, i'm also going to be having conversations with people that are experts in the field um, some people that are also just interested and maybe every now and then if you guys are interested i would love to have conversations with the audience too so if you ever want to by all means contact me um, and I will, I would love to set something up if I have time. And if you have time, we can set it up and have a conversation on the podcast, on TikTok, and really engage that way as well. And if you've been following my content at all, you know that there has been a lot of uh, dramatization as well. Um, I will still mix in the dramatization to kind of give a little bit of uh, just something that's specific to my content. Um, to try to give you guys some some emotional content, some dramatized content that really gets in, gets you engaged in the field and shares my heart and my soul in this in this entire field. So there's that, and of course the TikTok and the YouTube. Um, I am going to engage with the TikTok community and the YouTube community as well. YouTube not so so much. It's kind of going to be one of those things that I use on the side where I make my content primarily on 
podcast and TikTok, but then share that same content on to YouTube so that people can have, so that can have a much bigger outreach because um, YouTube is massive, which we all know. So there is going to be some engagement with YouTube as well. Um, I'm going to do things like explore what books the field of UAPs and extraterrestrials are out there, and we're going to we're going to take a look at those and we're going to delve into them. And I'm going to have episodes where I talk just about the books, about movies, um, pop culture, um, figures in the UAP, the UAP UFO field, and news too. So there's going to be a lot of content on the TikTok, a lot and on to the YouTube channel as well, um, in addition to the podcast. So that's another change. Um, and really the, the reason that I made this change was one, I have always been interested in the field of UAPs. It, in my time, and most of you, the, the, it used to be UFOs. Um, the government, the DOD, um, the Pentagon, changed it from UFO to UAP. So from unidentified, um, well, unidentified flying object to unidentified aerial phenomena. A bit ambiguous. You'll probably hear me say that a lot, but we're not gonna get into that right now. But the people that you know made this change a reality for me really pushed me to make this change and take the leap were people like Louis Elizondo. And Louis Elizondo is he was a former US Army counterintelligence agent. Um, he was he worked for the off the former the office of Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence. Um, he joined the To The Stars Academy in 2017 until 2020 with Tom DeLonge. Um, and he was the former director of the ATIP program within the Pentagon, which the Pentagon originally denied that he was even anything, that he had anything to do with it. But of course, shortly after denying that, they admitted that indeed he did. And if you look on Wikipedia, if you look up Louis Elizondo, they don't update that information on there they conveniently leave out the fact that not even a month or two after they denied that Louis Elizondo, this counterintelligence special agent that worked for the, for the, um, for the Pentagon, they denied and then admitted that he did run the ATIP program. That's conveniently left out of the Wikipedia page. Big L for you, Wikipedia, but whatever. Um, also people like Jeremy Corbell, and he's been in the media for for a long time and he is very well known because of his interactions with bob lazar he has a very strong good connection with bob lazar i mean it is i don't i can't believe how how well connected he is to bob lazar bob lazar is the man he's the one who brought so much of the ufo phenomena to to a more real you know real live touch it it's there it's real light to the world because he claims that he worked on ufos and he had names for them and he talks about the people he worked with and the facility he worked at called s4 and he talks about the craft that and how they work which we're going to get into all of that because it is so interesting and more important it's credible it's believable and it's official even though they, that it, his his career has been denied by the military Yet people who've investigated it, when they trace, when they track down the sources that Bob Lazar talks about, they're real sources, they're real people that knew him, that knew he worked for the military, and, and they're saying that he did. But um, they completely wiped him off the books. Really interesting stuff. A conspiracy within a conspiracy.
And of course, Jimmy Corbelt is a, he's a filmmaker. Um, he makes documentary films about a lot of things, the paranormal and UFOs and so on and so forth. So he's, he's got a lot of experience with, uh, with packaging the UFO phenomena in a way that's digestible to the community in an entertaining way. And that's actually quite important because as we'll talk about in the podcast and on my TikTok, the reason why they, these people are focusing on the entertainment industry is because that's how the public can be introduced to these, to this real phenomena and make it easier for us to kind of cope with the, the fact that we're not alone and we are not the big kids on the block, block and we are not the apex predator. So we'll talk about that. Moving on. Tom DeLong. Tom DeLong also really blew my mind. I mean, this is this Tom DeLong Blink 182. I mean, when I first heard Tom DeLong, I thought this has got to be a joke. You know, he's probably just some guy who's, you know, high on shrooms and, you know, a rock star who just wants to have a weird fun at Skinwalker Ranch and see some paranormal activity. Well, I was wrong. Come to find out when the, you know, the documents came out from the DMC and Russia hacked the DNC and released all the documentation and all those emails. Guess what was in those emails? And I'm sure some of you already know this. Communications between Tom DeLong, Blink-182, Tom DeLong, and generals, military personnel, talking about, and, and, and Clinton staffers, talking about releasing, about disclosure, about extraterrestrial disclosure thanks russia because now they put that back they pushed it back um i cannot imagine where we'd be right now what we would know if if that hadn't that hadn't happened but we're here it happened moving on um tom DeLong. the reason why you know aside from that that kind of gave me that put him on the radar for me for me personally because that's credibility. I mean, you're busted. You're busted. He is talking to generals. His most interesting encounter that he has talked about was with a general at a diner somewhere in the middle of nowhere that told him, quote, it was the Cold War and we found a life form. I am blown away by the things that I found out just this year that have really encouraged me to make this change. <sighs> Moving on. Tom DeLong also worked with Louis Elizondo. Louis Elizondo is the person who's been coming out and talking a lot about the UAP phenomena from an official standpoint. Um, he actually, Louis Elizondo actually left his military career, his, his career at the Pentagon um, working for counterintelligence. He left it because whatever he was exposed to, whatever information he was exposed to was so important that he felt like it would be better for him to resign because he could not be of service to the American people and the world without leaving that organization and being beholden by the restrictions that they have on him. He would rather be free of that, free of the security, the, the pay, all that. He took, he sacrificed so much so that we would know the truth. And that truth must be pretty darn important if he's willing to give all that up. And he has a family. He didn't give it up for fun. As you can see, 
you look at his later interviews, he ain't having fun. He is doing this because he believes that it's necessary for the human race. Whatever he saw, and he does leave breadcrumbs, and we'll talk about that too, it pushed him to make that sacrifice. Big deal. And then of course, Stephen Greer, the man who started it all. In my opinion, Stephen Greer was the first bombshell of the UAP UFO phenomena, the first. Now, I don't wanna get into the controversy of Stephen Greer. I'm not gonna talk about his, you know, his uh, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. I'm not gonna talk about the retreats. I'm not gonna talk about any of that stuff. I just wanna talk about what he's contributed to the, to the field of UFOs because he has been a monumental force in this field. He's been in a very important figure in the field. He, in 2001, he brought together, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a really bad allergies, guys. I apologize. He brought together ex-military from, we're talking high-ranking military individuals from the Air Force, from the Army, from all, all branches of the military, and, and, and a NASA astronaut, and reporters, and corporate witnesses that were willing to testify in front of Congress about their experiences with either UFOs or extraterrestrials. Now, think what you want, but these, these men and women were willing to testify under oath to the truthfulness of their claims. If you are in the military and you testify under oath and you lie, you're going to prison. You're gonna serve prison time. They were willing to do that. Disclosure has been happening for decades. I mean, disclosures happened since 1947 when they originally said that they found a flying saucer and then all of a sudden changed their mind and said they didn't see a saucer. It was just a weather balloon. And by the way, decades later, we've, we had crash dummies that that's what those, they were six foot two, which by the way, the beings that they found were not six foot two in 1947, but somehow decades later, they were six foot something because, you know, that's just the believable narrative anybody who's anybody knows anybody who's has half a brain cell knows that 1947 roswell new mexico that was something extra it was not it's not us it's not human it wasn't a weather balloon we know it wasn't they told us it wasn't the people that were there tell us to this day that that's not what it was they were told not to say anything. So, again, we're talking about disclosure, about us not being alone in the universe. So, this change, I believe, is essential. And I've only mentioned a few of the people that have started this whole thing. There are so many other people that have been talking about the UAP UFO phenomenon from experiencers, from researchers, from professors who are, you know, doing these hypnotic regressions and talking about abduction experiences that lead to a narrative that that is very interesting and compelling. And the Pentagon recently, May 17th in 2022, the Pentagon, the Department of Defense was questioned at a hearing by Congress, by members of Congress, about what they know about this UAP phenomenon. Because they, they now are admitting that there is a phenomenon, that it is something. And what brought that to light was this, what's called the Nimitz encounter. 
um, the Nimitz encounter is this encounter um, that has been primarily brought to light by a man named um, David Fravor. Fravor with a V. <clears throat> and he he was a Navy pilot. He's been a pilot for you know twenty some years, and he's been in the military for even longer than that. Um, where they encountered what they call the Tic Tac UFO that was tracked on from multiple sources of observation, radar, infrared, and visual from several different pilots, all saw this phenomena of the Tic Tac UFO. And that's not the first time it's happened, but it's that's the first time that it's been officially been acknowledged in, an, in, in such an open and, and just massive way. This man, David Fravor, has been on Lex Friedman's show, he's been on the Rogan show, he's been on the news, he's been everywhere talking about this encounter, as well as his, his fellow pilots have come out and also said that they saw the same thing. They were, some of them aren't, don't want to talk about it. Some of them are willing to come out and talk about the Nimitz encounter, where they chased the UFO and they couldn't even keep up with it. I mean, this, this, this Tic Tac was doing things like descending from 80,000 feet, mind-blowing to, to 50 feet above sea level in less than a second. The, the reading was 0.7 seconds. Recorded. Recorded. Traveling from, you know, from one point in location to 60 miles away in five seconds. And that's not the weirdest part. The weirdest part about that is the fact that that point that they saw this UAP, Commander Fravor, the Nimitz encounter, that point, they were on a training mission and there was a rendezvous point that they were going to that only David Fravor know. They're the only ones who know about this, this point. This UAP disappeared once it was being observed by them directly. 16 miles away in five seconds at the rendezvous point that no one is supposed to we're talking consciousness like this this uap knew somehow where the rendezvous point was and made it there in five seconds 60 miles that's just one example that's beneficial. Now, during that hearing on May 17th, that was probably the most disappointing hearing I've ever seen. I mean, to the 2001 hearing, that, the 2001 National Press Club Disclosure Project, where they brought all those witnesses, those expert testimony together to talk about their experiences. That was, wow, mind-blowing. This official DOD, what, that was a joke. They got up there, they gave us the least convincing evidence, they told us nothing. And when they were questioned by members of Congress, who did, I think they did a great job, when they asked them questions like, what about the Malmstrom incident, where a UFO shut down 10 nuclear warheads and multiple sites at a nuclear weapons facility, and no one could do anything about it, like 50 years ago, 50 years ago, or more, that was then. When they asked him about the Malmstrom incident, the response was preposterous. It was like, uh, the response was, that is not within the 
the, the purview of this investigation, of the investigation of the UAP task force. Um, and the DOD claims it's all hands on deck. Do you know how many hands are on deck with the UAP task force? Four hands. Four. Two people. Here I am drunk. I'm so mad. Two people. Two. That's all hands on deck. What a joke. They're not even investigating. They, they, they've deemed this phenomenon as a national security threat because our pilots had 11 near misses in the last, what, 10 or so years. Come on. You're telling, you're telling the American people, the world, that this is a national security threat. But you bring your, your least convincing evidence as evidence that this is a national security threat. When you know that there's more evidence, which means now it's again, it's official. And so is the cover. The world can see, and I want to be a part of it. And I want you to be a part of it. And I want to have these conversations. I want to, I want to expose this information. I want to be a part of exposing this information because disclosure, real disclosure has been happening by us, by people who just can't stand stand by and and let whatever's unfolding unfold and surprise us when it's too late you know we hear things like it's you know the phenomena is a warning shutting down our nukes is a warning by these beings stop playing with fire there is so much to talk about but in this video, I just wanted to get out that that is the direction that I'm going to be going from now on. And I am excited to share all of this knowledge with you guys, to have conversations with people who also have knowledge, to have conversations with people who are just curious. And I want all of you to be a part of it because we are going to be a part of disclosure. And guys, ladies and gentlemen, think about this. Disclosure is we are not alone in the universe disclosure is according to members of congress who know more information than they're allowed to say as they've said themselves there's a possibility that extraterrestrial that's just the beginning interdimensional extra dimensional multiple dimensions these craft might be coming from the future based off their technology, not speculation, not just like, well, they could, not just a random theory from a random person, from members of Congress, from ex-counterintelligence, this might be a phenomenon that is about beings from the future, time travel, extra-dimensional, interdimensional. It's big, and I know that you know that it's big. So let's be a part of it. I look forward to getting into this topic and many other topics in relation to it. I look forward to having these conversations and I look forward to hearing from you guys and you gals about what you think about everything we do here. Stay tuned and let's have some fun.